0: Hello, welcome to episode 27 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And we're kind of going to talk about a little bit of Standard that happened this weekend.
1: Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about the lack of a Standard metagame
0: currently. (laughs) At least what we've seen. Yeah. And we're going to kind of go deep with kind of another... Question that came up at pre-release about priority and kind of almost like not the whole turn structure, but kind of the like finer details of, of a turn.
1: Yeah, everybody kind of knows untap, upkeep, draw, main phase, whatever. Uh, we're going to kind of break that down a little bit and explain to you how you can get a little bit tricky with your turn.
0: Yeah, and just understand like how to do things in the right order. Right, yeah. Yeah.
1: Every so- once in a while you'll play against that guy that uh, that gets you because you don't know how to properly time your uh, time your abilities and spells
0: or me who passes the clean up and like blows people's minds right yes it's
1: exactly what i'm talking about so let's prevent all of our listeners from having that happen to them
0: okay i don't try to be tricky most of the time <laughs> yeah it,
1: it's a good thing to talk about i was before you did that before that match um, i was actually asked about how like timing in the combat step yeah. worked that's kind of where this uh, section originally came from and if you remember last week it was actually in the show notes for last week but we kind of ran
0: a little long so i cut it and moved it to this week so yeah so as always we're we're looking for some interaction yeah. uh we did a twitter poll and got six whole respondents woohoo the facebook poll got three respondents yeah james was quick to point out that we get like 150 plus downloads
1: yeah uh, a lot of times it's like
0: 200 or more so so uh, the math doesn't quite work there like nine, if that's and that's if the everyone was a unique voter. Yeah. So come on, come on, we can we can do better than nine. <laughs> so if you want to participate in some random poll I put up, uh, <laughs> go find us on Twitter at Casual Tripod.
1: Yep. You can find us on Facebook at Casual try Hard MTG. You can email us at show at casualtryhardmtg.com, dot com. And I
0: implore you to do any of those. Yes, please. Otherwise, we're just talking in James's loft to like no one. Yeah, it's kind of awkward. <laughs> yeah, his wife comes home. It's like, what? What is that idiot doing at my house again? <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Not again. Every time.
1: Yeah. So interact with us. Tell your friends. Spread the word. Let's uh, let's have an awesome listener base.
0: So, this weekend we had the first standard tournament, which was SCG Worcester. Worcester. Is somewhere Matt Damon's bad. <laughs>
1: no, you did pretty good. That was
0: close. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but uh, so they had their open. Yep. And uh, so it was, like I said, it was the first of new standard. Yep. And the feeling had been that Simic in the last two or three sets has just gotten, like, piles of ridiculous cards. Uh, yeah. And, uh, well... It got, the, some got some more ridiculous cards. It got some more ridiculous cards. People are playing omnisciences on turn like four or five.
1: Are they still doing that, though? Uh, I didn't see any of these lists with missions.
0: Yeah, none of these had them. I think like those kind of got pushed aside the flood decks a little yeah. bit. Because the most played deck in day two goes over the top of them embarrassingly. It does, and that is Simic Nexus.
1: The most powerful thing you can do is take all of the turns.
0: That's right, and there was uh, 13 of
1: those in day two. Mm-hmm. Like before, we go down and break it, okay. break this down like number by number. Um, it is kind of important to note that if we were to put this on a graph, this is way flatter than a meta game typically is.
0: It is. It is. There's There's not, was this everything or it wasn't quite? No, this was
1: everything down to five, I think. Down to five. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's not, there's not one huge dominant deck. Yeah. There kind of is if you take two of them and put them together.
1: Right. But they're very different decks though.
0: Yeah. Uh, So there's, there's Simic Nexus. Right. Which is what we were just talking about. Yeah, Which is basically, I think the same deck that we've been playing for the last. Yeah. Pretty close Six months. Yeah. They got something in this set, but I forget what it was, but Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess the cyborg cards. They're talking about like Aether Gust being super good oh, yep, and yep. Veil of Summer. Yep. Oh no, Veil of Summer is great. Anyone want to send me four foil Veil of Summers are eight dollars right now? I need some for legacy. <laughs> it's Fluster Storm. Yeah. Yeah. Woo, that draws you a card. <laughs> in Woo, green. In green. Then you have uh, Simic Flash. Right. Which, Which is
1: the other simic deck? That's yeah. uh it, it is very different from Nexus. This is almost. We were talking about this right before uh, mm-hmm. we started recording. Um, it's almost mono blue. You
0: see that? That's what I was going to put it together with. Was with mono yeah. blue. So it yeah. plays the flash game. Yeah. But I think it takes out like the tempestions. It does. And splashes some double green cards. It mm-hmm. splashes, um, frilled mystic
1: and night pack ambusher.
0: Yeah. The. And that's the 3-3 that makes a 2-2 wolf, but makes all your other wolves... Yeah. No, is it a 4-4? It's a 4-4. It's a flash 4-4 for four. four, Right. That if you don't cast a spell, makes a 2-2 that gets plus one, plus one, that makes a 3-3.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, On your turn. On your turn. Yeah. Absurd. And all of your stuff has flash, so you're playing it all on your opponent's turn. I don't think Mono Blue is running... The two one flash guy that gets a counter though. I
0: think some of them are. I don't know I, I don't know if it's like a, a, a what is it, brine cutthroat? Yeah, something like that. Brine Horn the, or brine
1: thorn or something. Yeah,
0: two one for one in the blue that if you whenever you cast a spell on your opponent's turn, it gets a plus one plus one counter. Yep. And it has flash. Yeah. So you have the Simic Flash deck, which was twelve decks. Yep. Then Orzoth Vampires mm-hmm. was eight. And that deck is Soren and about 12 other good cards yeah. and then 20 cards that might be trash.
1: Yeah, a pile of draft chef
0: That, that Soren props up.
1: Yeah, the uh, the new one drop's pretty good.
0: Oh, the new one drop's really good. Yeah. Order of the... Not Order of the Ebon Hand. Knight of the Ebon Hand. Yeah, something of Ebon, yeah. Ebon Legion. Yeah. I Legion something. Yeah. Or been, the Ebon Hand was is OG, like, from fallen the far, far, <laughs> Fallen <empiles>. <laughs> Empires Or Fallen Empires. Empires, sorry. Uh, <Yeah. laughs> that set was a pile. It was, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it gave us the Hummerid, so it can't all be bad. It um, also gave you him to Torak. It did. Like, that is the most expensive card from that set, and it's like... Oh, high tide. Okay, I'm still... Like, high, is high tide expensive? yeah I don't know. Is I don't know the
1: Torak expensive?
0: I got a pile of them. Henditoraks are like two dollars. That's what I meant. Oh, it's like wow, the most expensive right. <laughs> like, card in the set. So we have so we have black white vampires. Yep. And then we have mono blue aggro. Yep. Which is pretty much the deck we've had, but it got uh, Spectral Sailor, mm-hmm. the one mana one one flash guy. Yeah, that card's great for three and a blue. it Lets you draw a card, and
1: the card is also really really good in that Simic flash deck. Yeah. Because you just hold up counter magic, and if they don't do anything, you draw a card, and yeah. then you do that every turn, and eventually your opponent has to make a bad decision, and then you win.
0: Yeah, part of why it's good in mono blue is it's a pirate, right? So it gives you more pirates to play lookout dispersal, mm-hmm. which is like super mana leak when you have a pirate out. Yeah, and uh, like the the cutthroat, the Brian cutthroat as well is yeah, a, is, a, is a, pirate. a pirate, so you get some more pirates. In there, but it just gives you a mana sink, because, like, there were always times where mono blue would have kind of managed the game, Mm -hmm. but didn't get a curious obsession. Right. And got to, like, four or five mana and just didn't have any cards. Yeah, ran out of gas. Yeah, but now if you, like, draw a sailor off the top, Mm -hmm. you start to draw cards and, like, recoup and get back in the game. And then we had Teamer Elementals. Yep, that was at six decks. Yeah, and that's... Kind of the new hotness. Yeah, Risen Reef. Yeah omnath and friends yep thorn elemental no thorn cavalier thorns cavalier thorns Thorn elemental a plus card uh leafkin druid yeah so basically everything that says elemental and then omnath and uh risen reef to pay you off for it yep that's pretty cool yeah and then i do believe this is old standby mono red aggro
1: yeah i don't know that mono red picked anything up did they fry yeah, out of the sideboard, I guess.
0: Yeah, Fry is probably the best thing that it got. I've played against some mana red in uh in uh, gold that have played uh new rare Chandra. Okay. Uh just as like a source of like one ones in the like main I deck think. Hmm. And got like I got like some shocks flashback on me. Yeah, it, I could it, see
1: that out of the board. I don't know yeah. about playing it main deck though.
0: No offense to anyone. I am also in gold. But it's gold, man. Like I don't know, like some crazy stuff happens in gold.
1: I uh for whatever reason, I have a hard time getting out of gold. I've only gotten out
0: of gold twice, so don't feel bad for about being in gold. Yeah, I'm in gold too right now, yeah. and it's it's a slog right now. Yeah. So then we have Esper Super Friends, mm-hmm. which is that the old, basically the Esper list that just played like all the Planeswalkers?
1: I didn't look at any of the lists. Um, I don't think there was any of the Super Friends lists that were in, like, the top eight or ten or whatever yeah. that had lists published. So I don't know if that's, like, the old Super Friends list or if that's a Dreadhorde list or what
0: exactly it is. And then Esper Hero, uh, tried and true. I'm sure we've changed the removal suite a little bit to match up with what's going on, but it's the same stuff. Yeah,
1: basically just a mid-range deck, and that's one of the good things about a mid-range deck is you can kind of tailor the removal to whatever's happening, so...
0: I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happened. And then we had um, a Aggro, mm-hmm. so red and green cards doing work at five copies. Yep. And that was uh, about it for uh, the open. Yeah.
1: Um, there were a whole bunch of fringe decks after that. that I were mean, like maybe, one or two copies. Yeah, maybe there was something cool in there, but as far as looking at the metagame, it didn't really... Uh,
0: like, impacted it all, right. all that much. Right.
1: If you were paying attention, like we said, um, if you were to put all these on a graph, it'd be a fairly flat line instead of a curve like we normally see, which is really strange, especially for week one standard. There's um, usually one
0: thing that people have like yeah. coalesced around. Yeah, there's one thing that people decided we've was the Or we decided best. like mono red's the best or whatever. Yeah. I was driving back from a Weekend Away with the Wife mm. and uh, was thinking just about like that I'm almost ready for the next set just in terms of like, but no, like we, we had like the, like we got the, the previews done pretty early. Yep. I listened to limited resources and they were able to do the uncommon and common set review. Then the rare set review before pre-release. Yeah. Like you had all the streamer events. Yeah. The week before pre-release. Yeah. Then like it was on arena. And And then it was pre-release. Then it was pre-release. Like, I already feel like we've played a ton with this set. With M20 standard? Yeah. yeah. And I know we're only like two weeks in, mm-hmm. but it just feels like we've played so much with it already. I 100% agree. And I, it, it might just be, like we were talking about before, last week, the, the arena. Like, just yeah. we've not had arena in our lives. Right. So maybe we're just playing way more standard.
1: I think that's part of it. I sat down, you sent me a message and said you were running a little bit late today, so I sat down on Arena. I didn't play Arena at all yesterday. And I was like, oh, you know, the, the metas, you know, we we're going to talk about the metagame today. And I was thinking to myself, yeah, you know, the set's been out for a while. There should be like a clear best deck. Let me look that up real quick and load it into Arena. And then I thought about what I had just said to myself, and this is week one standard.
0: Yeah, but it's, it feels like...
1: It feels like the format should be solved already.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just because there's been so much happening and like other like content and stuff that I would listen to or read and it's like, like, Oh, Hey, like here's where all the, where where all the decks are and all this stuff. And it's like, it seems like it's already like figured out. Yeah. And it's just like, Oh yeah, there's way more people playing. Yeah. Not only is there way more
1: people, but those people are playing more games.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've played, I've played more standard Mm -hmm. in the last year than I had like, yeah. ever like i would like drop in for one or two events a week or every other week yep and now it's just like i play three or four matches of standard every day Mm-hmm. going back to how you started this little uh tangent
1: you were talking about how you're ready for the next set already yeah and that might be a product of um like me and you being me and you in particular because we were super hyped for modern horizons and excited about all the things that it did and then we had the gp that we went to and then core 20 dropped right afterwards
0: and like modern horizons went away to well, some degree
1: well yeah to some degree but the like the modern meta game is still like up in the air and yeah like still needs to be shaken out and that's like, where my head is at right now is I'm still stuck in the modern metagame. I'm, I'm brewing legacy
0: decks. Yeah. There's, there's, we have a file going of, of Jun Depths lists. Oh, like, I'm in. <laughs> I, I spent, like, two hours watching Ely Cassis play a Jun deck that he, like, went undefeated at some random 2K, like, an hour from his house. So yeah. I was like... Yeah, you're welcome for that, by the way. <laughs> yes. Yes, there's a secret Jun society on Facebook. <laughs> but, yeah,
1: like... There's not... The focus really isn't on M20 right now. Like, I think the focus is still on Modern Horizons. And, like, a lot of this Core 20 stuff, like, isn't really... People are just kind of whatever about it.
0: Yeah, and, like, what's the next MC's format? Right. Modern and Modern Horizons draft. Yeah. What's the next big GP? GP Vegas? Modern Horizons. Modern Horizons, yeah. Which, I mean, maybe they'll put some red and sixes in the world, so those cards get a little cheaper. Please... I only got my two. I'm I'm a bad Jun player. I, I My fourth one's in the mail. I, I took all the standard stuff that I got that I had duplicates of from uh, Core 20. Thank you, Made it lines. go away. Made <laughs> it go away, and I have got $132 of trades of Ren and Sixes. Whew. Yeah, it's absurd. So anyway, back back to Worcester. Worcester. So the event was taken down by Mono Red. Mm-hmm. And, like, the top eight was... There was only one deck that kind of doubled up, and that was Black White Vampires. Mm-hmm. but it But, so, the, the top eight was spread out kind of all over the place. Yep. But then, like, just outside of the top eight, there were, like, 10th and 11th were Nexus. 14th was Nexus. 17th and 18th were Nexus. Yeah. 22nd was Nexus. It seemed like Nexus found its way to the top, but might have just, like, lost out on tiebreakers a little bit. Could be. Oh, yeah. One more reason why I might be ready for the next set. Nexus goes away? Nexus, Teferi. Yeah. Like, we've had mono red. We've had, like, the same four decks. now. Forever. Yeah. And they haven't changed. Right. You know, it's like you play a Teferi deck. You play blue, white, and then pick your favorite color. Right. Splash that. Splash that, and that's your deck. Yeah. You've had... Yeah, so I think it's also just, like, we get a new set and some new decks pop up. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's still this, like... They just get oppressed. ...undercurrent or, you know, overtaking of them by the same, like, four decks that have always just been chilling out for the last two years or year and a half.
1: Yeah, that's true, too. I hadn't thought about it that way. But, yeah, maybe it it just feels stale because we've been seeing the same decks for so
0: long. How many... I wonder how many Week 1 standards Goblin Chain Whirler has won since it's been legal. All of them. All of them? Uh, Yeah. Like, that's absurd. Like, Goblin Chain Whirler was oppressive uh, when it was in the the Vehicles decks. Yeah. Think about Vehicles and <laughs> Chain Whirler. Chain Whirler has just been, like, dunking on fools for, like, ever. <laughs> Since Heart of Curran was in Standard. Yeah, that's crazy. There was Chain Whirler just, ah, <laughs> just swinging some chains, killing some X-Words. Whirly boy. Yeah, so I think that's part of it is there's just all these decks just... They're just always there. They've just always been there. Anyway, back to what we were saying. Uh so yeah, it was it is a super diverse metagame. Was it more diverse than like your typical like week one? Usually like people show up with a bunch of jank. Yeah, but and then they get smushed. Yeah, and like the the
1: people that prepared and you know brought a cohesive deck, typically mono red. Like, crush all those people, and then yeah. you see, like, a more cohesive metagame, like, at the top tables. Yeah,
0: and this just seems like it was just a hodgepodge of... Yeah, it was all over the place. Whatever. Which, mm. I guess, on one hand, there's the the view that that makes a healthy standard format. That's true. We have a lot of decks, mm-hmm. but at the same... I mean, it's
1: what people uh, people love about Modern.
0: Yeah, you get to play what you want, but... I don't know, we were talking about this before, like, standards just not been engaging, and maybe it's, yeah. like, Modern Horizons. I think this standard is, like, particularly, like, snowbally. y Yeah. Uh, like, all, all the decks that are good, there's a card or two that, if it stays on the battlefield, you just get buried.
1: Well, let's, let's push that back a bit further to the last standard that we didn't love, had Thief of Sanity and Hero Precinct 1 also, as, like, a top deck. Yeah. That those cards are both super snowball-y. Yeah, you where stick like one, you don't have an answer, you lose.
0: Yeah, and like you have like Risen Reef, mm-hmm. or like even like the Manadorks. Like I had someone before I came over here like turn three Anissa, mm-hmm. which that card just gets out of control and you lose the game. Like the oh, whole yeah. game becomes about killing the infinite three threes.
1: Yeah, I mean if if you untap with Anissa, like you
0: win. You you then, may then my opponent then played a turn four six six Crisis. Yeah, like what what do you do? You draw and, your deck, and it's like oh i i didn't have a removal spell so i lost right right and there's it seems like or like mono red sticks a frenzy and you're like well this
1: might be over yep i don't have a mortify so i'm done let's hope he bricks
0: i i had an opponent just calmly kill a six six in (laughs) mono red and just kept casting spells yeah like when i conceded they were 15 or 16 cards deeper in their deck than i was Oh,
1: hang on! Uh Uh-oh! I gotta tell you about this match that I played right before you came over. Okay. It was a Leyline of Abundance, Elves.
0: Yes. Holy moly! That card, that deck is great. That deck is insane. Yeah, like insane. Like it's like turn to you can like turn to a Tameo. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, This the one that I played was just mono green. Mono green. And uh, I died in a spectacular fashion. I was at. Did you take like nine thousand or something? <laughs> yeah, I was at like negative two hundred and sixty something
0: life. It was great. Yeah, you were like, I'm gonna let you have. You're gonna let you do this, man. Oh,
1: I was totally gonna let
0: him have his fun. <laughs> yeah. Again,
1: snowballing. It's very snowballing. Yeah,
0: th- this standard format does feel like things kind of get out of control. Yeah. And like, I also feel like it's super weird. Like while well, we're saying that, like there's a lot of decks that have hung around, mm-hmm. right? Are there any Teferis in this top 25? Maybe, like, like little Teferis? Maybe in eighth place in Esper Hero? Um, so there's a couple Esper decks in the top 25?
1: So I'm not looking at the open. I have the uh, the classic pulled up. Mm-hmm. And first, third, and 5th all have little Teferi.
0: Okay. There are a grand total of two esper decks in the top 25 of the open yeah there's no bant no okay no no there's there's a bant ramp it may have little teferi they run teferi uh they do Yep. so okay so there are three decks that have little teferi like what happened to him yeah right like you you don't get to have 13 copies of nexus if you can't cast your nexus at instant speed yeah that's crazy i wonder why Right, I don't know if people like have just been like super into just like jamming Simic. Yeah, we went from you can't play absorb because everyone's playing three minutes to Ferry to go nuts. We're yeah. not gonna play little to Ferry anymore. Yep, do whatever you I want. I don't know if it's one of those things where people forgot about them, or people have like sometimes you're like, well, I don't need to play to because someone else will. Kind of like the modern thing where like, oh, I don't have to play as much Graveyard Hate because everyone else is going to play a bunch and take care of those decks. So if I win my first two rounds, I yeah. won't see them.
1: So I'm looking at the uh, Simic Nexus list that came in 15th in the Classic. Mm-hmm. And um, they are not running Wilderness Reclamation. Wow, uh-huh. It's just Nissa. Oh, yeah. It's Nissa, Gross Spiral. Yeah. Ke- Kevlier Thorns. And uh, eight mana dorks plus Risen Reef.
0: I mean, Nyssa does make stuff happen.
1: So that's how Nexus can beat Little Teferi, though. Yeah, is you just play it on your main face. Yeah, they don't need to play it at instant speed.
0: Yeah. But for the most part, though, like that, like Little Teferi kept a lot of. Yeah. And like, we've just forgot about him. Mm -hmm. The format's super wide open. I don't know if it's going to coalesce around something or if we're just going to have like two months of. The Wild Wild West. Wild West. One other
1: thing to note is that we are in like our super standard right now, which is the biggest standard's ever going to be right before rotation. Yeah. And typically, I think those are a little bit more all over the place. Yeah. Because there's just more powerful cards in the format.
0: But usually aggro decks are also pretty good because you're at a critical mass of like all the random draft one drops. Right all get to, like, come together and be mm-hmm. really good together. Yep. And, like, that's kind of where we are right now is, like, you know, there's enough one-drops if you want to play, like, a really aggressive Vampires deck mm-hmm. that you can do that. And so you've got all these, it's just all these cards from different places that kind of come together. Yeah. Yeah, so this is where it kind of gets the weirdest. I mean, I guess the last time we had a a super big standard like this, was that, that was right before Kaladesh rotated? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was just... That was pretty wide open, though. That was just all red-black all the time.
1: No, because that was the uh, RPTQ that I played, Psy. Yeah, but that was Psy... If I had the choice to play red-black, I'd have played red-black red black in that RPTQ. 100%.
0: That wasn't the Kaladesh because I play, because I played Psy at a GP where it was just mono red black.
2: Because
0: mm. like ether I played ether reservoir. I don't uh, know why I had a brought Psy if I could have paradoxical brought outcome. I'm not uh, sure, and it was, and that was the anyway like that one. Yeah. that one was like super like oppressive chain whirler. Yeah, yeah. Where was that like? Yeah, it was right before Kaladesh rotated out, so it had been yeah because right that, before
1: that deck played uh renegade map, Kaladesh had to be in it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that was M nineteen was Psy. Yeah. Yeah. It was so a year that ago. W- yeah it would have been a year ago. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Time yeah. Time does fly. So you do kind of get to play whatever you want, but it does make it you know if you don't have infinite time, like I assume most of our listeners, it does make it super hard to like tune a list. Yeah. And, like, get good with a deck for a a season. Right.
1: Especially when you know it's going to rotate in a couple months anyway and be all gone. Yeah.
0: So, right. Again, I think the advice of, like, find a deck you like to play and Mm -hmm. just, like, play it.
1: Or just keep playing whatever you're playing.
0: Yeah. Like, I have all this. I've been playing Boros Feather or Mm -hmm. Naya Feather online. I'm just gonna like play that. I have all the cards for it. Yeah. I will at some point sleeve it up.
1: Yeah, I just put a t- just today I put elementals together, but up until today I'd been playing Saltied Dreadhorde.
0: Yeah, like I don't. This is one of those standards that like the warning on Arena where it's like these cards will not be legal for yeah. a, a latter ranked play in the in the fall. Yeah. is like yeah maybe you don't need to like run out and like buy your scape shifts to play like the right. golos deck maybe you just like let that go yeah unless you're super into scape shifts <laughs> right like there's no reason to like go out and dump a bunch of money in cards unless you want to play them in historic yeah yeah for for a fun casual experience <laughs> I don't know if there's anything to take away other than like blue and green cards are really good right now they are right And that Chainwilder is still, like, absurd. Yep, still a good card. I think that is our standard breakdown for today. Yep. Get to play whatever you want. Yep. Go nuts.
1: Good luck with that. I hope we were informative.
0: Yeah. So we're going to try to level the battlefield again.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. This time, it's all about timing, priority, and state-based actions. There we go. So there's a little bit of vocabulary that we need to get out of the way before we start talking about this. Yes some things that we're going to refer to need to be defined. So we're going to talk about the active player. Mm -hmm. That's the player whose turn it is. Yes. Okay. We're also going to talk about the non-active player. That's the person whose turn it is not. That's right. Okay. It's the opposite of active. There we go. We're going to talk about the stack, which if you're playing arena, it builds the stack for you and you can kind of visualize it. If you're playing in paper, it's just kind of an imaginary place that exists where spells and triggered and activated abilities go before they resolve.
0: Yes. Okay. And it it's really important to like clearly articulate what's on the stack, so yes. you can so you can easily so everyone can at least on some level visualize mm-hmm. or have a sense of what what's there. I think that is where a lot of the communications issues fall apart. Is yeah. like. What's on the stack? What did you respond to? Yeah, stuff like that.
1: Yep, this is going back a couple of years, but I used to play the uh, four color rally the ancestors deck, mm-hmm. and you would have a huge stack all of the time because you'd rally your whole graveyard back into the battlefield, and they would all have under the battlefield triggers. When I played that deck, I tried to build the stack in paper as much as I could. Like I would put the cards in order the way I wanted to resolve them and hold them in my hand yeah. and ask when my opponent would like to respond. Yeah, um, That helped a little bit, but you can't always do that, and some things trigger more than once, and it, it yeah. can get to be a real be mess. A mess. Yeah. So if you have a question, one of the best ways to work your way through a complicated stack is to try and build it on Arena. Like if you can put your deck together and play against Sparky with you know, whatever is confusing you. Uh, Like, try to get those cards out and see how they resolve.
0: Yeah, and see kind of how it works. Yeah,
1: and just let Arena figure it out for you, and then remember how it works. One of the other things that we're going to talk about is priority. Priority, you must have priority to take a game action. Yes. Regardless of which player you are.
0: You can think about it Lord of the Flies? They had the, the talking stick or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, you weren't allowed to talk unless you were holding the stick. Correct. Right? You can think about priorities. You're passing the talking stick back and forth between each other. Yep. And wasn't
1: there something that had a spoon too? You weren't allowed to talk unless you had the spoon.
0: I I don't know. I knew I know yeah. there's something like a stick or something yeah. in Lord of the Flies, right? And so you're passing this baton of priority back and forth, and whenever right. you have that baton, you're allowed to do something. Yep. And for most of how magic works, is you do one thing, mm-hmm. you pass the stick, mm-hmm. and then your opponent. Can so active player does a thing? Yep. They pass to non-active uh, uh, player. Yep. Now that person has a stick, mm-hmm. and they can decide to do something or not. Mm-hmm. If they don't do something, they pass a stick back to active player. Correct. The thing that the active player did resolves, mm-hmm. and then we get to
2: go move to on to something. Move else.
0: on to something
1: else. Yep. One more vocabulary word is three words, but it's state-based actions. Okay. Uh, state-based actions are all of the things that the game monitors all the time for you. Yes. So we're going to talk about that, like, towards the end of this discussion. We'll go a little bit deeper into that, but that's what state-based actions are.
0: State-based actions is why you die.
1: That is true. It's also why creatures die.
0: Yeah. We're going to start with kind of like when there's nothing going on. So when the stack is empty, so when there are no spells or effects Mm -hmm. on the stack. Mm Mm-hmm. So this includes at the start of every phase? Start of every phase. The active player, the player whose turn it is, has priority. That's right. If it's your turn, you get to make the first move. You control what's going to happen in that turn. So you decide it, when you're going to go to the next phase, mm-hmm. who's going to get to play the the first spell, mm-hmm. all those things. Mm-hmm. Yep. The active player has to do something or decline to do something before the non-active player can do something yeah
1: they must take an action or they must pass priority uh before the non-active player can do anything normally this happens by the active player doing something or by saying they want to move to the next phase typically the active player doesn't just say this is your round of priority before heading into combat yeah um that's not normally how the game works
0: it's it's something like so saying, like, move to combat yep. is saying, I am passing priority to you, mm-hmm. non-active player, so that we can move to the combat step. Yep. Now there's some verbiage in what I said that goes to a specific part in the combat step. Correct. But that's what they're saying. I am passing my priority to this point in the combat step. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything you want to do?
1: Right. Now, before we go too much further, I want to say that If you guys are getting confused about what we're talking about and you have access to arena, if you go into arena and enable full control mode, it will walk you through like every time it asks you okay or confirm or decline or whatever, that's a round of priority. That's
0: yeah, that's when you got the ability to do something. Right. And you get to decide if you're going to do it or not.
1: Right. A lot of times that just happens and you don't even think about it. Yeah. Especially on arena, but almost even more so in paper like people never say you know this is your priority or whatever it's go to go to my end step pass the turn like declare attacks pass the turn you just skip right through damage yeah uh you skipped right through second main phase you skip right through end of turn you skip right through cleanup and you went to the next player's turn there's like six different rounds of priority in there that you just completely bypassed yeah which is fine that's shortcuts that the game can take just sometimes it's important to realize that you can do things in all of those times
0: cuz when by them saying i'm going to the end of my end of the turn right, right they're giving you priority mm-hmm. at any spot that you would want it right now if you do something mm-hmm. you give them priority back right. so it's not like they just get to say like i want to go to the end of the turn and then you do something and they don't get a chance to respond right Now they have this new information, they can make a decision. Mm -hmm. But they're saying to you, you can pick when we're going to do the next thing. Mm -hmm. And if you say, I don't want to do anything, we're just going to keep going and not do anything this turn.
1: Yeah, like how many times, especially in limited, you have an empty hand, you draw your card for turn, it's a land. Go. And you just say pass. Yeah. Well, yeah, you passed your first main, your combat, your second main. You you skipped all of those rounds of priority. And if they want to, your opponent can stop you at any point in there and do something.
0: Yes. And then you can look at your land and be sad. Yep. Right. So you go untap, Mm -hmm. upkeep. There's a round of priority when you're in upkeep to to leave the upkeep phase to go to draw. Correct. Right. So even if there's nothing going on, there's a chance for your opponent to cast... Or Instance. use an ability or. Yeah. Yep. And like as the non active player, this comes up in older formats. Mm-hmm. You can ask, like your opponent can go to their upkeep and before they draw a card, you can say, wait a minute. Yeah. Effects in your upkeep. I want to do something before you leave. Because yep. untap, upkeep, draw sometimes happens really fast. So mm-hmm. sometimes you have to say, like, no, I need to do something. Yeah. Especially here. if
1: there's no, like if you don't have any triggers in the upkeep. Um, a lot of times you just kind of skip right past it. But if yeah. you need to stop in your opponent's upkeep, normally what I do is I'll say, pass the turn, I have effects during your upkeep. Yes. And that way the turn passes, it goes to their upkeep, and then you can do whatever you want.
0: Anthony used to love when uh, I would say pass effects in your upkeep and then Elder Deep Fiend Elder Deep lands. Elder Deep Fiend, yeah. Yeah, like time walk you yeah. <laughs> with a 5-6, <five>, <laughs> go ahead. But yes, yeah, so you can ask for a priority yeah. at certain points. Yeah. Again, another place that it's not super intuitive that you can do anything is Mm -hmm. in the draw step. Yep. So uh, we have it a little bit further down, but you go to the draw step. Mm -hmm. The first thing that happens is you draw a card. You Mm -hmm. can't do anything. If you want to do something before they draw a card, you have to do it in the upkeep. Right. As soon as you get to draw, the first thing that happens in the draw step... Is they draw a card. ...is you
1: draw a card. Yep. And that does not use the stack either. Yeah, it just happens. It just
0: happens. Then you get a spot where you can do something before they go to their main phase. Mm-hmm. So let's say you have little Teferi mm-hmm. and you have uptick Teferi, so you can cast Thought Erasure at instant speed. Yep, that is when you do it. You do it in their draw step because then you get to see their the card they drew mm-hmm. and they have no chance to, do, to play anything sorcery speed.
1: Right, they can't play a land.
0: They can't play a land, and they can't like they could play. They could go land, planeswalker, right, on their main phase, and you wouldn't have a chance to thought erasure that. But if you do it in their draw step, they don't have priority to play sorcery speed stuff, right, right. So that's a that's a place where having we're doing something in their draw step is important in in standard. Mm-hmm. So then you go to main phase. Yep, we all know what happens there. Yep, right. Anytime you cast a spell priority goes to your opponent and back yep spell goes on the stack yep. Round of priority so then going from main phase one mm-hmm. to the combat step
1: yep and there is a little bit that happens here the first thing is that non if you're the active player you're say go to combat non-active player does get to do something at the end of your uh, main main phase. phase one, if they want to, before you go to combat. Yeah. That is a thing that's allowed, so they can do that. And then there's also a
0: weird timing window in the start
1: of combat. Yes,
0: I, I put it down as there's a sketchy land of the beginning of combat. Yeah,
1: No, it's, it's not like a mountain land. It's like a no man's land.
0: Yeah, So, so the way the combat phase is structured mm-hmm. is, and it's really spelled out really well on Magic Online because it has everything broken yeah. down, is there is... So the combat phase, and then there's beginning of combat. And right. this spot sits before declare attackers. Yep. So the judges all got together and said, anytime someone says, go to combat, they're cutting all the way to declare attackers, right? Okay. If you want to do something in the beginning of combat, mm. as the non-active player, you need to say, okay, before you... De- in combat before you declare attackers or in the beginning of combat. Yeah. So that's the spot where if you play modern, you play cryptic command where you get to tap all their creatures. So you've tapped their creatures, but they can't play another creature because you're in combat. Right. Right. You do it there as opposed to it in main phase one Mm -hmm. because if you tap their creatures and then they play a haste creature afterwards. Right. Because they're still in their main phase. They can still play sorceries. Yep. So beginning of combat is this weird... Spot that we jump over mm-hmm. like all the time.
1: Yeah, this was kind of relevant in Kaladesh Standard because you had Toolcraft Exemplar. Yes, that got a plus two plus O oh, or plus two plus one bonus if it was attacking or something at the beginning. If you had
0: three more, three or more artifacts, if you had three more artifacts, it got first strike. Okay, at the beginning of combat, it got plus maybe it was three more. It got plus two plus one. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of combat. Mm-hmm. And so what would happen is people would say, go to combat. Right. And they wanted to get the toolcraft exemplar bonus. And then crew and then heart. And crew heart of Curin. But if they said, go to combat, what they were doing by how the rules were written is they jumped all the way over to begin. Declare attacks. To declare attacks. Yeah. So they kind of clarified it and they gave you a little more wiggle room to be like, go to combat. Uh, trigger Toolcraft exemplar, mm-hmm. like if you ran it close enough together, right? Where you acknowledged your trigger, they would like let you do it. Mm-hmm. They've gotten a little more lenient now, but every so often they will write cards that has ru- that have rules text that say at the beginning of combat, yeah, and then this becomes more relevant. Mm-hmm. So we've got to declare attackers mm-hmm.
1: after declare
0: attacks. So. That's where you decide what creatures are attacking Mm -hmm. and you tap them and make them attacking or Mm -hmm. make them attacking.
1: Right. Now, some creatures have like a triggered attacking bonus. Some have like a static attacking bonus. If there is a triggered attacking bonus that will go on the stack now. Yes. If it... If there is just a static attacking bonus, that's kind of like a state-based action kind of thing. It
0: just happens.
1: This yeah, is it attacking. just happens. This
0: is now attacking. Yeah, so it gets a bonus. So Adonto Vanguard yep. is not a trigger. Right. It just happens. So if you like attack with Aurelia, mm-hmm. and um, or I guess Legion War Boss is better, mm-hmm. right? If you attack with Legion War Boss. There's never a point where the Legion War Boss. Has more power than the Vanguard, than the Vanguard when they attack mm-hmm. because as soon as you say Vanguard's attacking, gets plus two plus zero. Oh, there's no window where you can right. mentor onto it, right? Your non active player gets priority after you just dis- you do you declare attackers and they can do some stuff, mm-hmm. yep, right? And again, if they do something, you can respond. So if they're like right. lightning bolt, you're attacking creature, you can be like giant growth it or right? you know, yeah. whatever. So you, yeah, so you have. If they do something, you get priority back to respond. Yep. Or God, God's willing is in standard. God's willing, yeah. yeah. Then you go to declare blocks. Mm-hmm. So after you declare attackers and whatever happens there, you kind of put your hands up and let them assign take, blockers. Yep, they could take the wheel for a minute. Yeah, and they get to figure out how they're going to block. Right. Some people will say, like, let me think about this, and then they do, like, a bunch of blocking stuff, or, like, I'll let you know yeah. when these are my final
1: blocks. Mm-hmm. Now kind of on a little tangent here especially at higher level play it is very important to be clear what you're trying to communicate yes there can be no questions about it so a lot of times if there's a lot of like weird combat math involved as far as like attacking and blocking goes and i have effects that i'm you know going to use I'll ask, are these final
0: blocks? Yeah, are we good here? Yeah, like before
1: yeah. I go and, oh, I'm going to kill this guy. Oh, I, w- I didn't actually assign him as a blocker yet. Yeah. So. Yeah,
0: so you can you can say, like, okay, are we good? Yeah. Right? And then once uh, blocks are declared, again, somewhere Logan's going to say, if there are any double blocks or multiple blocks, yep. You before you do anything else, you assign how you're going to do your damage to this creature. So if you have a 4-4... Four, four, and they block with a two-two, a one-one, and a one-two. Mm-hmm. You get to say, "I'm going to order this first, second, third, right?" And I'm going to do two damage to this. Blah 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 blah.
1: Now that right. is also not something that uses the stack, and there is no yeah, priority. There's involved. no priority, so you do that first.
0: Yeah. Now you have priority, right? Right. I'm going to order these. You don't assign damage to them, right? Then, but you order them because in ordering them, what you're saying is is I'm going to deal enough damage to kill this one first. Yep. Then my leftover damage goes to try to kill this one. Mm-hmm. And then any damage left over there goes to try to kill the next creature. Yep. Right. So you're ordering how you want to, what order you want to try to kill them in. Mm-hmm. So you do that. Then as the active player, you get priority again. Mm-hmm. Now here's where a lot of times people screw up. They'll block. And then as the, as a def- as the non-active player, they'll start like, Casting pump spells. Right. Right. Which magic favors the defending player. Yes. Right. Because I, as the active attacking player, I attack and then let you decide how you're going to block in the way that is most advantageous for you. Correct. Then I have to decide if I'm going to act first. Like, oh, they blocked my 4-4 with their 4-3. I'm going to use a pump spell to save my guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, well now they can use a removal spell on that, right? So like I put myself at risk by having to act first, right? Right. You don't technically have priority to start casting spells. I've had people do it, and I'm just like, okay, like you saved my, you saved me like <laughs> getting blown out. Yeah. Much appreciated, <clears throat> but really like they don't have the opportunity to, mm-hmm. right? It, but if you do it, it's putting you as the defending player at a disadvantage, like. Right. Now at higher level tournaments, right? People will attack and a lot of times pump spells don't get cast Mm -hmm. because it's like, are you cool with these trades? Like, yeah, I wouldn't have made the attack if I wasn't right. And I don't want to act first and then get blown out. So yeah, this is good. It all happens. Yeah. It all happens. I'm not going to do anything. Yep. Right. But yeah, so it goes blocks order blockers. Attacking player, active player gets to decide mm-hmm. if they're gonna cast anything. Yep. Then goes back to defending player, a non active player, they get to decide. Yep. All right. Then we go to damage.
1: Then damage happens.
0: Um Well, there's first strike damage, but Oh sure, damage. yeah. There's you first, first strike, strike first strike damage happens first. Yep. Then regular damage then happens. Then regular damage. And regular damage happens all the all the first strike damage happens simultaneously. Mm-hmm all of the regular damage regular damage happens simultaneously. So damage yeah. to creatures and players happens at the same time.
1: Mm-hmm. There is also priority in between first, first strike, strike damage and regular damage, yes. which we didn't put in here, and I just realized that we yes. missed it. So yeah. keep that in mind also that you can respond to first strike damage.
0: That's, how, that's why Goblin Chain Whirler is so good in mono red is yeah. – you attack your, they attack with their goblin chain whirler and you have a 4-4. Four four. They can let it deal its damage. Yep. And then sack their um, uh, guy, monkey. Uh, Fanatical Firebrand. Fanatical Firebrand to deal the last point of damage so yeah. you never get to deal your regular damage to it. Right. But then damage happens. Mm-hmm. Things that have lifelink. Mm-hmm. You gain the life simultaneously and as losing you, the life. As as you as you lose the life. Yep. So if you're at one and you have a three-three life linker mm. and they deal three damage to you. You're not gonna die. You're not gonna die. You're gonna end up at one again because you gained three life and lost three life simultaneously. Right. So You still get to stay alive. Arena does a so-so job of that. Yeah, it shows you. It goes like negative and then it adds it back on. Which is not the way it actually works. Yeah, it just kind of happens. Yeah. But yeah, there's not ever a point that you're like dead. Right. There's been times where I've been like, have I done the math wrong? And then ended up at (laughs) two and been like, oh no. It just like, because there's that split seconds where you're like negative three. And I'm like, I thought I was alive. (laughs) And then it's like, oh no, I don't blow up, but I'm at like negative numbers. And then it fixes itself. Yeah. So that's a place where like arena kind of lets you down. Yeah, a little but, bit. But it all happens at the same time, mm-hmm. and then there's another sketchy spot in, yeah. in the combat step. So
1: there's a weird, a weird place at the end of combat that's not really called anything, right?
0: It kind of is like end of combat, but it is also just the priority pass to get out of the phase.
1: Yeah. So. What we had said about leaving the main phase, leaving the upkeep, whatever, applies to combat also.
0: Anytime you leave a phase of the game, there's a priority pass. Right,
1: so after damage happens, there is technically a round of priority that very, very rarely gets used.
0: It gets used pretty frequently and limited, though. Right. So, this is a spot where the deal four damage to an attacking creature, Mm -hmm. or opponent sacrifices an attacking creature, Yep, you can use those spells in this area. Right. Because even though the creatures have done their damage... They're still attacking. They're still attacking. So let's say your opponent has a 4-4 and a Mm 3-3, and they attack, and you're able to block and kill the Mm 3-3. Well, now you can play the sac...
1: Sacrifice an attacking creature. Attacking creature, and then
0: kill the 4-4. Yep. uh, Which you wouldn't have been able to do... Otherwise, because they would have just sacked their 3-3. Three, three.
1: Right. Or if your opponent has, you know, a 4-4 four, four, and they're attacking you with it and you have a 1-1, one, one, you throw your 1-1 one, one under the bus, and then at this point in the attack phase, you cast your deal 4 damage to an attacking creature or whatever. Or deal, deal 3 damage. If yeah. You
0: yeah. And sometimes this is better to do it here. Yeah. Because the damage is already marked on, the 1 damage is marked mm-hmm. on... On the bigger creature, and then when you cast your spell, like they don't get any like if they have a spell that gives it plus two plus one and trample, yeah. Well,
1: the tra- it's already done. It's, damage. it's already done. Its so damage, the trample, the trample doesn't, doesn't, matter.
0: doesn't matter, or it makes it so like there are less tricks for them to do. Like, mm-hmm. so what if they would have had a a murder, right? Right. So you block. They let damage happen. Now you cast the deal three damage to an attacking creature. Mm-hmm. They can't murder your one one now. It's already dealt its damage. Right. So now it already you're did able its job. It. Yes. Yep. So I screw that up all the time where I don't let damage happen first mm-hmm. and get blowed out.
1: Yeah. Usually I don't remember until it's too late either. Yeah. But. Like, no. <laughs> it's um, there.
0: Yeah. But that's when it gets used a lot is for the, the deal four damage or sack a creature when it's just yeah. like, they attacked with a 1-1 one, one and a 5-5. Five, five. Yep. And you're like, well, I can't use the sack of creature now, but I can kill the 1-1 one, one and now use it. Yep. All right, now you go back into main <clears throat> phase 2. Yep,
1: back into main phase 2. Main phase 1. Yeah, it's basically main phase 1. Um, the only thing that I think we skipped over as far as timing goes in main phase 1 is playing your land for the turn. Oh, yeah. Playing your land does not use the stack. It is not a spell. It just happens.
0: Yeah, you. it's a special action. Yep. So there's no priority pass when you play a land. Right. Now if the land has a triggered ability when it comes into play, yeah. then that there's, will also there's trigger a priority, the priority. pass because you put something on the stack. Yep. Now there's a priority pass, but just playing mountain, you can't like play mountain and your opponent like lightning strike your runaway steamkin. Right. That's not right. how that No, works. you have to like cast a spell first yep. for them to kill your Steamkin. Yep. So end of, uh, second main phase, Yep. all the same stuff. All the
1: same stuff, another round of priority to leave it. And then uh, we end up at the end of turn.
0: Yeah, so again, past priority, go to end of turn. Yep. So there's a lot of times things will happen when someone says go to the end step mm-hmm. where you might want to do something still on their main phase. Right. The most relevant thing right now is cast spells with a feather out. Yep. 'Cause Feather says at the beginning of the next end step, put the cards that were exiled into your hand. Right. So you have to cast them on their second main phase. So like on Arena, you have to put that stop in mm-hmm. their second main phase. I keep missing it sometimes. <laughs> right. But I try to remember put a stop in there so you can like cast your God's willing to get like your free scry. Yeah. Or cast Reckless Rage and get it back. Mm-hmm. Right. So you do it you do it before you leave their main phase. Mm-hmm.
1: Because if you do it in the end step, it you goes, don't get it back until your end step. Yeah, because
0: it says the ne- at the beginning of the next end step. So right. doing it in the end step, you have to go a, a whole turn. Right. Right. So you get like one less cast out of the spell. Mm-hmm.
1: It was also relevant for Prized Amalgam back in yeah. Shadow Standard. You had to activate your uh, that Haunted, whatever its name was. Yeah,
0: hunted, Haunted something, yeah. Yeah, the... One and a black to discard two cards and put it onto the battlefield and make a spirit. Yeah. The card was A+. plus. But Yeah, yeah I can't believe I can't remember its name. Yeah. Pri- but Prized Amalgam said, if a creature came onto the battlefield from your graveyard at yeah. the beginning of the next end step, yep. return Prized Amalgam. Yep,
1: so you had to do it in their second main to get it back at the end of their turn so you could swing with it on your turn. Yes. Yep. There is a whole bunch of stuff that happens in the end of turn, and a lot of times you kind of skip over all of it because you just say pass turn or whatever yeah
0: and you're up so you say so in the end step anything that triggers during the end step happens yep it's the last chance for your opponent to do something it's kind of like the nebulous beginning of combat right like if they tap out to kill a creature on your turn well now you know they have uh, on your main phase now you know they have no mana you can play a threat Yep. Right. But if they wait till the end of turn and they kill something, mm-hmm. now what can you do? You can, you can't play a sorcery speed yeah. thing because you're in the end step and you can only play instance. And so right. people wait, sometimes to kill creatures so the end step because then they know that their opponent can't pl- deploy something else yep so that's kind of the big thing that happens there's a lot of times removal or instants are cast mm-hmm. because they know the coast is clear yeah. for for bigger more powerful threats
1: a lot of times like if you were leaving mana up to counter a spell or whatever but they didn't play anything you wait till end step and then cast Chemist's insight or whatever exactly so you're you're not wasting your mana you're still using your mana
0: you don't have to worry about them playing another threat after that priority pass, mm-hmm. you go to the absolute last part of the turn mm-hmm. where no one has priority. Correct. And it's just cleanup. Yep. And basically the only thing that happens in cleanup is you discard to hand size. Um, is also, there other stuff.
1: damage on creatures goes away. Oh, like damage on creatures goes away. Yeah.
0: Yep. But like you, the main the thing that like usually don't aren't noting damage on creatures, but like wow. it's like, I've got to like discard to hand size. Yeah. So if you let your opponent discard to hand size. The turn is done. The turn is done. You can't do anything. Right. I will sometimes mainly will do it just to like shortcut typically what I'm mana screwed. Just want to like yeah. move this thing along. Just <laughs> be like go to clean up. Like I've got eight cards in my hand. I'm telling you basically I can't do anything. I'm going to yeah. go discard a card now. Yep. If you let your your opponent discard their card, you can't do anything. Right. That is something I was like, I'm just saying, I'm just signaling I got nothing. Mm-hmm. Now, have I done this strategically in like a legacy <laughs> event to get someone like go to cleanup? up like, okay, discard my card. Then I go to do something and I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh and they're like, oh, I was Sad like, times. Yeah, I, was like I, I needed you to not play something this turn <laughs> and you, 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 you obliged. That's right. So we have on here, there are times you can't do anything. Mm-hmm.
1: So the untap step is the first one. Yes. Nobody can do anything during the untap step. There is no prior. Well, I guess you untap your permanence, but, but you, th- there's no. That doesn't, no, yeah, that doesn't use the stack. Right. You can't do anything else.
0: It's it's like playing a land. It's a special action. It happens. Right. But you can't forget your untap step. We've all like butchered the untap step where we yeah. like untap some lands, but like not a creature. Right. And like somewhere in your main phase, you're like. Eh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. Right? And, like, no one, like, gives you, like, you should try to be neat and, yeah. like, orderly, but no one gives you crap for it because it had to untap. Yeah. Right? Like, you didn't yeah, do it in the right you, order. It, you it can't had skip to. it. Right? Yeah, it had to it's untap. It's like drawing a card. You yeah. can't skip it. Yes.
1: The other time, or the next time that you cannot take any game actions is before triggered abilities at the beginning of the upkeep. Yeah. So if you have something that deals damage to you during your upkeep... You can't do anything before that happens. You can respond to it
0: once it's on the stack.
1: Right. There's no way to beat it. There's no there's no magical race where you can win. Yes. You either do it before the cleanup phase of the previous turn or after the ability goes on the stack. Yes. The next time that no players can do anything is before the draw in the draw step. You can do whatever you want afterwards. Well, not whatever you want, but there is priority after the draw, but not before.
0: Yes. So they're going to draw that card.
1: Right. Likewise, at the end of turn, during end of turn, you can't do anything before triggered abilities at the end of turn. Basically the same thing as upkeep. It's just the end of turn. And what we were just talking about with cleanup. You can't do anything during cleanup.
0: Yes. So then we have examples of things that are state-based actions. Yeah. And it is rare that things that you refer to state-based actions... They just kind of like they happen all the time. Yeah, yeah. So things like life total, Mm -hmm. like you being the reason you die at zero is because state-based actions check and go. Yeah, you don't have enough life to live. You die now. See you, buddy. Yeah. So like judges will like joke like damage doesn't kill you. State-based actions do. That's right. Right. Uh, lethal damage on creatures.
1: Yep. That's also a state based action that is checked. Toughness of creatures. Uh, like if you have neg one, neg one counters or like Grasp of Darkness was neg four, neg four. Yeah. Uh, moment of Craving currently is neg two, neg two. Kills a creature the same way damage does. State based actions check. Realize the creature has zero toughness. Away it goes.
0: Yes. And like this is a good point. Like ind- being indestructible mm-hmm. means that state based actions looks and goes, oh. You have more damage marked on you than you have toughness, but Mm -hmm. I don't care. Right. Right. But being indestructible, having zero toughness because of a neg four, neg four, or a neg two, neg two, or whatever, that is different. It goes like you're indestructible, but you have no toughness. Yeah. You go away. Yep. This is another place where arena kind of lets you down. It does because it marks it on the creature. Arena marks it on the creature and works the toughness down. So like Adonto vanguards will will pay the four life and it'll be a three zero. Yeah. And it's not. It's a three one that has one damage marked on it. Right. But if you cast a uh, Moment moment of craving on it, they can pay the life. And it dies. And it dies because it goes, oh, you have no toughness. Yeah. So it's Arena kind of lets you down and, like, how that works in paper. Yep. But, yeah, toughness on creatures gets Mm -hmm. checked. Yep.
1: Um, Poison counters get checked just like Life Total does. Um, If you have ten of them, you're dead. The only other one that I could think of, I don't know if you can come up with any more, was uh, the Legendary Rule. Yeah. Um, That happens as a state-based action also doesn't use the stack.
0: So if you have two Legends, and you'll see this on Arena. Mm Mm-hmm. It'll ask you It'll to pick one. Pick one. Yeah. But there's no. But the only thing you can do mm-hmm. is pick which legend to live. Right. You can't like have both legends out and then cast the spell. You right. have to pick before anyone gets priority again. Yep. There any more? Did we miss any? Uh, I. Th- those are the. Those are the big ones. I'm sure there's some other. Yeah. Things like that that happen. Yeah. But some weird stuff. Yeah. I think like the canceling out of neg one, neg one counters and plus one, plus one counters. Oh yeah. That's a state-based is action It's a state-based too. action, but there has to be a window for it, right? So it's the weird uh, infect interaction where you have a hangerback walker that's a three, three. Oh yeah. And I attack and put three neg one, neg one counters on it. Yeah. It dies due to not having toughness. Right. A state-based action. But it didn't have time for the counters to cancel out. Yeah. So it's you still get the 1-1 one, one thopters from the 3-plus-1-plus-1 one, one counters. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. The only reason we know about this is because Cameron got got. Yeah. <laughs> it just heard of it. Because <laughs> we're like, oh, they cancel out. You know, it has zero counters yeah. on it. it was like, no, there, there was a pile of plus-1-plus-1 one, one counters and a pile of neg-1-neg-1 one, one counters when it died. Hmm. And it said, if it has plus-1-plus-1 one, one counters, do a thing. Yeah. So we have to do that thing because they didn't cancel out yet. That's weird. Yeah. Modern folks. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So the other kind of unusual thing that happens is holding priority.
1: Yeah, this definitely does not happen often. There is one instance right now in standard and the only other one that we could think of was a legacy interaction um, where the active player can take an action and say, no, before you do your thing, I want to do something else. So you get to do two things right in a row before the non-active player gets to do anything. You can do any
0: number of things you want to do in a row. But what you do by doing that is you're giving your opponent more and more and more information to know what they need to respond to. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is, is, I want to do this one thing, but before that's done, I need to do something else. So the one we have down here is infernal tutor which is one in the black search your card search your deck for any card that you already have one copy of in your hand mm-hmm. but it has hellbent if you have right. no cards in your hand search your deck for any card any card so in legacy storm mm-hmm. you'll cast infernal tutor hold priority and sack lion's eye diamond which says discard your hand get three mana right well, now you have no hand and you get to get any card. And then Infernal Tutor Infernal Tutor checks and goes, "Oh. Yeah. I'm resolving and you have no hand, go get anything." Mm-hmm. But if you cast Infernal Tutor and then your passes, opponent says okay, right? Now it resolves, you don't have a chance to sacrifice your Lion's Eye Diamond. Right. You also do that if you like you need the card and the mana for Lion's Eye Diamond because if right. you wait, then you can't sack Yep. You do the same thing in Dredge Legacy Dredge with Faithless Looting. Mm-hmm. You'll cast Faithless Looting, hold priority, sack Lion's Eye Diamond so you can put your dredge you cards dredge. in your graveyard. Yep. And then you can dredge.
1: Yep. Kind of do the same thing. I mean, not really because you don't have to hold. I guess you don't technically have to hold priority to do it. But in uh, Legacy Tin Fin's, when you're uh, activating Griselbrand, mm-hmm. you want to crack the LED first.
0: Yes. You also have uh, the one that came up when we were talking. That's, that's happens pretty frequently and constructed right now
1: right and standard
0: is light Light up up the the stage stage in experimental frenzy yep so you've got to light up the stage on top of your deck and what you want to do is you want to hit control and go into full control mode Mm -hmm. and cast the light up the stage right now the light up the stage is no longer on your deck yep it's on the stack. Right.
1: So if there's an instant underneath the light up the stage, you can cast that before it gets exiled. Yes. So it lets you get deeper into the deck.
0: Yeah. So you'll like light up the stage, hold priority, and then look at the top card of your deck. Mm-hmm. and just And be like, oh, shock you. Mm-hmm. Look at the top card. Oh. It's a land exile. It's a land. Now I can exile. Yeah. Right. So that is a, a spot. Mm-hmm. And then the other one that uh, comes up relatively frequently is copying spells. Yeah. And it depends on how they template the copy. Yeah, sometimes spell.
1: they word them kind of weird.
0: Yeah, sometimes they're worded like the next spell, copy the next spell you cast. Mm-hmm. And other times they're copy a spell you control on the copy stack. Copy target spell. Copy target spell. Yeah. So you cast lightning strike. And then I think like Naguru Meha, mm-hmm. you cast her and then you can copy a spell that's on the stack. So you have to be like lightning strike, hold priority, cast yeah. Narumeha. Okay. Copy my lightning strike. Mm-hmm. And that is just, it is a weird, non-intuitive interaction. So they yeah. went through like a phase where they were like, they keep doing this too. They like, we'll te- <laughs> template a card one way. Yeah. And you'll be like, Oh sweet. They figured out a good templating. This makes way more sense. And then it's they way go back easier. to the old way. And then they go back to the old way. Yeah. And you're like, can you guys sit down and just have like one big meeting? (laughs) Just figure this out. You've not changed how the card plays other than you've made it more complicated. Yep. Right. So if Nan Rumeha was copy the next spell you cast, Mm -hmm. right, you could cast her and then cast your spell. Yep. But no, it's cast my spell, hold priority, play this thing to copy it. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of awkward. It's very unintuitive, especially for newer players. Yeah. So holding priority doesn't happen a lot. No, like not I said, that often. All the, most of the examples we came up with involved lion's eye diamond. Yeah. Uh, You know, so if you've got $180 <laughs> laying around to buy a lion's eye diamond, like there you go. There's your, uh, there's your, <laughs> that's, uh, how to dive. Yeah, that's how you use it. I think that's everything. We're going to jump into like yeah. arena. I'm pretty sure the battlefield is level now. Yeah. So hopefully that helps uh, with how you want to cast your spells in combat. And yeah. like, Having a sense of like like just passing back and forth, and you each like take a turn making a decision.
1: I know we went deep on a lot of stuff there. The big thing to take away is how combat actually works. Yeah. Um. Because you can gain a lot of small little edges in combat by understanding how the combat step actually works. That was what had come up a pre-release a couple of weeks ago, as somebody was asking when they're allowed to do something. Yeah. So went outside and explained.
0: Yeah. I mean, even something small, like, I don't know if we have one right now, but let's say you had a spell that was like, destroy a creature with power one or less. Mm -hmm. Right. If you waited till the beginning of combat. Right. You could kill an Adonto Vanguard. Yep. But if you let them go to declare attackers, you could not kill an you can't Vanguard. kill Adanto Vanguard. Yeah, I
1: think so, we do have destroy something with two or less, don't we?
0: We might. Yeah. So, all right. So now, Arena. Yep. So, uh, again, as we mentioned, we did a, a very scientific <laughs> uh, poll with a huge number of respondents nine and the overwhelming voice of the masses of these nine people <laughs> was they were most interested in best of 3 data okay and that's what we've been playing because yep. it's slightly less fr- uh, frustrating than well, uh, it's
1: like the magic we've been playing for yeah. 5 years now yeah so if you don't like that you should uh get on social media and, and yell let, at us us
0: now yeah we went through and we just since you go since we said we we're going to do it for the next podcast mm-hmm. Uh, We started last week on basically the 10th, right after the podcast came out and we sent out the link. Yep. And James and I, being stuck in gold hell, (laughs) uh, played some gold matchups. Yep. So we got 34 matches in over the course of basically four days. Mm -hmm. And two of those days I was playing unranked best of one because I was in a (laughs) hotel in Savannah on hotel internet and like- Didn't want to chance it and if the wife was like yeah. hey we're ready to go to lunch now i could just be like <laughs> concede yep nope. i don't care <laughs> and what we kind of found is i don't know if this is a meta game
1: yeah it uh looked kind of like what we broke down for the uh star city event the it was cin- just equal representation
0: yeah so the off meta uh stuff was 15% but then there was a bunch of stuff that was 6 to 12 percent like everything else there were nine decks that were between 6 and 12 Mm percent of the meta now granted we did have a small sample right but you know it is right now super wide open yep i think that like we had the gate shift deck on here with scape shift Mm -hmm. and gates and uh field of the crack zombies crack zombies field of the crack zombies um (laughs) and like I, that deck might just go away. It might've been yeah. like a week one thing and it's just going to like slide away. But I, I think, mean, I think that, it's
1: sweet, but yeah, it's probably not powerful enough. Yeah.
0: But I think that you're going to just have like some, like some of those fringe decks bubble up and come down mm-hmm. as like someone plays it and does well. Yeah. But yeah, so it's all over the place right now,
1: and uh if you guys wanna pitch in with your own data our uh, our pie charts will look a lot nicer and probably yeah. have some more meaning behind them
0: yeah we uh I tweeted out the link yep today, and like we said, it's basically I it was just like your name i I already have like the columns in bronze, silver, and gold mm-hmm. with some titles on them, and just put your deck. Mm-hmm. like hey i play i played against this and then it just it builds the chart for me yep right and then if you like if you're in platinum cuz you're cool i don't have all the the deck the names. archetypes in yeah right cuz there's probably different decks in platinum than there than are there in gold. gold yeah so like if you are in platinum i think there's like two or three deck names and you're like oh i played against teamer elementals it's not in here go ahead and Type fill it teamer in. elementals in at the very top of that column yep it automatically fills for all the other ranks of uh of platinum or whatever yep and then start filling it in yep yeah the more the more of this we get the better idea you'll have of what's going on and what you should should play
1: yep is there anything uh you want to add about the new the new way arena's Doing your ranking or the mastery or anything. The
0: mastery stuff.
1: I really haven't noticed much of a difference.
0: Um, so they did change it from the daily cap to a weekly cap, mm-hmm. which so, I think
1: is better for me. I don't get to play every day.
0: Yeah, so because people were complaining that they didn't, they were didn't have the ability to play to get three wins or four wins every day. They would much rather be able to get on and get their 15 wins to get their packs for the week. Yeah. Uh, on like a Sunday. Yep. And then not have to think about it till the next Sunday. So they've done that. So they have two tracks in the Mastery. Mm-hmm. They have the free track. Yep. And the free track basically is going to get you your pack rewards that you would have got from getting your 15 wins. Right. Uh, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Right. If you spend money on the mastery pass, it opens up a bunch of additional rewards. Yeah, and so, I mean, some of them are just like cosmetics. You get Cubs-matic the cosmetic stuff, yeah. Which uh, I don't know if you listened to Pro Points. Paolo Vito Domenorosa was super excited, like I think, legitimately excited about the cat. Yeah, yeah, was like in on the cat. All right, like was called it the best thing to ever happen to Arena.
1: Did you hear the uh, the stories about people getting
0: soft banned? I know that apparently if you click the cat a whole bunch, you can, like, make it so your opponent never gets priority or something. And then they ban you for a week. I did not know about that.
1: Yeah, there's people that got banned for five days or whatever for uh, clicking on the cat and timing their
0: opponent out. And uh, they got a week ban. (laughs) Now, I agree with the ban. I thought they were just kidding about, like, the people not being able to, like, play but this kind of feels like it's on wizards. (laughs) Like if you make your cosmetic, so it screws up your game. Yeah. Maybe you need to fix your game. I I mean, I would think so. I did some like quick math. And if you're able to max out your level, which is at a hundred, the mastery pass ends up costing you 1400 gems. Yeah. Based on the gem rewards that you get. So it, and you get like, 12 extra packs of like older sets mm. of like the, the I would say the, the Ravnica block, but the three Ravnica right. sets. Plus you get like a cat with wings. Ooh. It's gotten to some Red Bull. <laughs> and, uh, and you can also, so I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know. I might end up doing it. Yeah. But, you can wait clear to the end.
1: Right. You don't have to pick it now or in a week or yeah, whatever. Yeah, so,
0: like, in, well, I mean, the end is the end of this season. Right. So, but middle to end of September. Oh, wow. Long time. Yeah, so before the next set comes out. Oh, wow, okay. I didn't realize is my, it was that long. Yeah, That is. My, it is the whole, for all of M20, is my understanding. Oh, wow, okay. Because if you play three days, so they they had a thing, I just got rid of it. Yeah, because uh, I was actually just going to say, I think I'm only at,
1: like, level 20 or something. There's no way I'm going to hit 100 you're, you're, by the end of the month. I'm at, like, 22. I didn't realize it was till September.
0: Yeah, so basically, if you play three times a week... They said that you can now, based on how they have it set up, mm-hmm. reach level ninety-four, which isn't a hundred. Right. But you you get levels through uh, like their
1: codes, though, right?
0: Yeah. So there's level up. Yep. And then brought back. Mm-hmm. I think it's capital B capital B for brought back. Yeah. And capital L capital U for level up. And I think they're both worth like two thousand experience. Yep. So two levels apiece. Yeah. Then there's apparently a. Some events, they haven't said what the entry for the events are, Mm -hmm. but the events are worth a 1,000 experience apiece. Oh, okay. So the events combined with playing all the time, you could, in theory, reach a 100. Yeah. So they have broken it down by how often you play Mm -hmm. as to what level you can expect to get to. Okay. So they said, okay, if you play once a week, With this new system, Mm -hmm. where they have a weekly cap as opposed to a daily cap, and you complete three quests a week, so you show up and you have three of your daily quests backed uh, backed up, and you get your 15 wins, Mm -hmm. and you don't enter any codes or do any of the events, you can hit level 67. Okay. If you play twice a week, minimum, the expected level you can hit is 74. Okay. Okay. And that again is, that's four quests a week. So one extra quest Mm -hmm. plus getting your 15 wins for the week.
1: Yeah. I mean, depending on how you spaced it out, though, you could get, you could do more. Yeah.
0: So, so that's why I think like the minimum is like 74. Like you could like show up Sunday, do three, and then then show up Wednesday Wednesday and get, and get your, get three more. Yeah. So you could get a little bit more than just four quests a week. Mm. That gets you to 74. And if you play three times a week, uh, that gets you uh, to level 94. Mm-hmm. And that's doing seven quests a week and getting your 15 wins. Yeah. So there's no incentive beyond the gold now for your daily wins. Mm-hmm. So it's back to the way it was. So you can just grind out all your wins at the beginning. Yeah. And so it's just your daily quests, which give you 500 experience plus plus then your your gold but mm-hmm. there's no there's no experience after you get your 15th win for the week okay so that'll get you to 94 and I don't have up here the exact uh, rewards, but the rewards basically end up being cards uh, card packs that might end up being like six packs of each of the old sets or four okay some gold and then some cosmetics some card styles yeah pony
1: the uh, you get what are the orbs for there's orbs too right
0: okay so there is a a like skill tree okay and the skill tree is broken into the five colors okay and you have one step out and then a diamond and what that is is each orb you've put in gives you a different card style for a card in that color. Okay. So they're already pre-assigned, and then there's a spot between two of the colors, and I think that's where the gold mythics are. Okay. So you go there and you get a gold, the gold mythic of that color. All right. Uh, or of that combination of colors. So you so between like black and green, you get the saltite guy. Okay. Between green and white, I think you get the Absent guy. Okay. So it's just the or just, just card styles. styles. It's kind of weird. Yeah. So I think that the the mastery pass if you were going to buy packs anyway, mm-hmm. the mastery pass might end up being better. Okay. But I haven't done all the math. If you reach level 100, I think it's only 1400 gems. So if you were going to buy a bunch of pa- if you're going to buy 12 or 18 packs of the older sets, it probably works out for you if you're going to play a lot. Yeah. So yeah, so it's the codes are level up and brought back and brought back and that was for an additional four thousand experience Mm -hmm. so like right now i'm on track to hit level 98 okay because i just play every day yeah because i'm a degenerate (laughs) uh and my wife's understanding she gets your four wins today
1: you You better go do that
0: are you getting upset i am (laughs) i am getting upset
1: you sound pretty upset.
0: She 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 knows it's bad when I've been playing for like an hour. She says, Do you have your four wins? No. <laughs> All these decks are trash. But yeah. I think it's fine. I think people freaked out a little bit at the beginning. I know I did because I thought they got rid of like the daily yeah. rewards for um for wins in terms of uh coins. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. Like basically it's just trying to spread out you getting your packs. Right. Uh, so people aren't just, I think it's just trying to spread out those packs so people aren't getting as many packs as quickly. Mm-hmm. And I do think there is, you know, a chance of maybe them I'm not giving out as many packs.
1: Yeah, it's also kind of neat for them to sprinkle in some stuff that isn't card-related. You know what I mean? Like some of the cosmetics and the cat, like the, the cat and stuff.
0: It's something to do. Mm-hmm. It's another way to, like, Further, it's gamifying another aspect of yeah. the game. it's giving people something to do. Yep. So it's fine. I agree. I I'm think old. It's fine. <laughs>
2: I'm
1: old though, so I'm just kind of <laughs> like, eh. We'll see how close I get at the end if I think it'll be worth it to buy
0: it. Yeah, there's probably a break, quote unquote, even point. Yeah. In in the levels where like it becomes like good to do it. Yeah. Like for me, like I'd end up getting more like. If I got six packs of war and six packs of uh, alliances, those would probably just end up being, you know, 120 gems each because I have all the rares. Right. But I actually need, in air quotes, some cards from guilds. Yeah. So maybe, like, it works out that, okay, like, getting this works out fine. Mm-hmm. Just depends. So with that, I think we're done. Please yeah. add to our spreadsheet.
1: Yeah. Please, please, please.
0: Please interact with us. We need love.
1: Yep. Tell your friends.
0: Yeah. So you can, again, find us on Twitter at Casual Tripod. Yep.
1: On Facebook at Casual Try hard MTG. And you can email us at show at casualtryhardmtg.com.
0: And with that, we'll uh, catch you later.
1: Yep. We'll catch you at FNM.